0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brewing Talks. This is your host, Madhulika, and I'm a passionate marketer and an entrepreneur. And on this show, I will chat with some of the most creative minds and deep dive into the world of brands, ideas, and marketing. On today's episode, I will be indulging in a creative discussion on how marketing works especially in the area of fast-moving consumer goods as we call FMCG. For this, I have a very interesting personality whose journey in the area of brand and marketing is worth talking about. From being a civil engineer graduate who enjoyed pure science and research, Saurabh Bajaj went on to pursue a career in marketing. Saurabh carries over 16 years of experience and have worked for brands like Joe, Cadbury, Wipro, and is currently the Marketing Head Dairy at Britannia Industries Limited. He has recently been recognized as a marketing marvel by White Page International as the best 50 marketers. Welcome to Brewing Talk, Saurabh. It's so good to have you on the show.
1: Hi hey, Madhulika, it's an absolute pleasure to be here uh, in your company and uh, looking forward to an engaging discussion.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, so Saurabh, before we, we get into, as I said, deep dive into the world of marketing and brands, let me ask you this, how did marketing happen for you? I mean, coming from an engineering background, how did this whole transition happen? I'm I'm very eager to know this.
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, essentially, uh, I I guess I've always been a passionate person and uh as I was growing up, I had a lot of uh, passion for physics. In fact, uh, okay. I was reading up on uh, superstrings and black holes, uh, you know, very early in my uh life and okay. uh, I basically have a, uh, you know, wild imagination, right? I, lo- okay. I loved science fiction. I loved anything which uh, uh you know, engages me both intellectually and creatively yeah okay okay so uh so you know like everybody else i did my uh you know iit coaching 11 12 and landed up in delhi college of engineering yeah. okay right now uh, now no doubt the college is really good and i had a great time at campus but then i realized that there's a huge difference between you know pure sciences and applied sciences
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh creative and the imagination high that I was seeking is something which I felt civil engineering did not really afford me.
0: Right. Right. Okay.
1: And, uh, you know, uh, a few times I actually thought of dropping out and saying that, you know, maybe I need to go back and, you know, start my graduation process all over again. Okay. But, okay. Uh, luckily, I found, uh, you know, uh, these uh, bunch of very interesting marketing folk in a, a train ride from uh, Bombay to Delhi. Mm-hmm. And I felt that, uh, you know what these guys are talking about is interesting stuff. This is the kind of stuff that I like to talk about. I like to read a lot. I like to, you know, explore new ideas. So I mm-hmm. uh, reached out to my dad. I asked him for his books. He had, you know, he he, he um, finished his career as an admiral from the Indian Navy, but he had okay, done his okay. MBA from England now. Okay, and when I went through his books, I felt yeah, marketing is something that I can do, and I think I would really uh, enjoy this. Right, right and uh, right. luckily that dawned upon to me in my third year of engineering, and then I uh, you know subsequently went on to join IIM Indore. I was uh, the marketing club secretary there. I founded uh, their marketing fair called Utsaha, and I think once I found uh, my uh, you know way into marketing, then there was no looking back.
0: Wow! Wow, that's that's interesting. So you always had that creative bent of mind somewhere. You were not finding your sweet spot, right? So and, and you finally found it.
1: Absolutely, I, I like solving uh, you know complex problems. I like uh, trying to make sense out of uh, data which doesn't otherwise seem to hold any patterns. I like to uh, you know meet and talk to a lot of people, and I think there is probably nothing more complex than trying to understand a consumer.
0: And hence, right. I feel,
1: uh, feel uh, that uh, marketing really uh, appeals both to my creative as well as to my intellectual side.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. So, Saurabh, coming to my next question to you is, uh, okay, so, you know, obviously coming now from, a, from the field of marketing and brands. so tell me one thing, does marketing really matter? I mean, uh, yeah, fine. It matters to us. It matters to you. But uh, does it really matter? Are are we seeing the relevance in this ever-changing world? Uh, You know, what's your perspective on that?
1: But you know, there's always a, a interesting uh, uh, question, you know, and I was asked this question when I was applying for my role at Diageo, where the uh, then marketing director asked me that sort of, uh, you know, if you are faced with such and such problem, uh, do you think this is a sales problem or a marketing problem or a factory problem or an operations problem? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, the simple thing which, uh, which I said then, and which, you know, holds true to me even today is that, um, you know, marketeers are nothing but entrepreneurs Right. Hired by companies to run their business models. Right. Mm -hmm. The job of a marketeer is not just to, you know, create a glamorous ad campaigns and do stuff for awards. I don't think that's what marketing is about. Marketing is really about, you know, understanding what is it that makes businesses tick Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: uh, being able to uh, completely throw away, you know, whatever is the accepted reality today. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it is, uh, it can only be the marketeers who could, who can probably avoid some of the costly mistakes that, uh, you know, companies like a Kodak or Nokia would have made in the past where, you know, you tend to lose sight of, you know, how the trends are changing and then Mm -hmm. you, you know, really need to pivot and keep your brands and companies relevant. And I think that's really the true meaning that marketeers bring to businesses.
0: Right. So I think you rightly said, Saurabh, that uh, today marketing is very strategic and a marketer is like an entrepreneur in itself. Right. However, if you see some years back, uh, you know, so ma- it, it, marketing was like, you know, it's good to have. But whether it's a must-have was always a question. It was more about marketing was more a term used for advertising and advertising was a term used for marketing. So it was all jumbled up, right? So I, I'm, I'm sure like over the period of time, over these many years, you have seen that transition in the way uh, companies and manage, uh, businesses are looking at marketing as a function.
1: Yes. In fact, you know, uh, I think uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, I'm lucky to have done in my career uh, is mm-hmm. a good mix between sales and marketing.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Because I think uh, it is sales that has kept me grounded and right. uh, has allowed me to be uh, just a little cynical of even my own craft uh, mm-hmm. to say that, you know, am I uh, eventually just getting lost in a story that I'm weaving or right. am I? Uh, Truly, uh, you know, uh, being able to cut the faff from reality and right. you know, go out there to make business impact because finally marketing is about making business impact. Right. And uh, right. if you cannot make life easy for that salesman down the line who uh, earns a salary of 10,000 rupees, right, right. Uh, right? Through the, uh, you know, big hairy campaigns that you do in head office, I mm-hmm. don't think, uh, you know, you would be much valued in your craft. And, you know, right. fi- finally, craft has to be something which makes brands move, businesses move and really makes life easy for all the stakeholders in, in any organization.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. Uh, so, Saurabh, you essentially come from a FMCG background, right? You're having worked with so many different brands uh, under this portfolio. So tell me about what's working in this industry today. You know, what, it, what when it comes to marketing and advertising, tell me more about the trends that are very prevalent in today's time.
1: Sure. So I I think uh, some of the things which are, you know, working for uh, marketeers and for FMCG brands, right, Mm -hmm. is the um, growth of new passion points, right? Growth of certain new consumer habits, right? Mm -hmm. Because see, as habits change, opportunities arise. Right. right. If a right. consumer is doing the same thing day after day, if he's, you know, living in an unchanged bubble, then mm-hmm. uh, you know new opportunities to penetrate, new opportunities to provide new services don't don't really get created. Yeah. Right. But right. as we saw in the times of COVID, you know, you there was a large resurgence of in-home cooking. Right. Correct, there correct. was a belief that I need to have a healthier diet. Right. Right. There was right. a need for safety and hygiene right mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a need for new forms of entertainment right? right and each of these uh trends uh created large and new you know opportunities for brands to take uh take advantage of that and also to make life more comfortable for the consumer you know brands like a uh, kellogg's or right. dips brand like vbile and Wingreens, right organic mm. food mm-hmm. all of these have got a lot of benefit of scale during this time because the consumers finally, you know, at home look for uh, dishes, which are, you know, uh, as good as going out uh, in the comfort right. of his own home. Yeah. Right. Right. Similarly, you know, companies like Licious, now they became really, really uh, relevant. Frozen food became relevant. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, new age media devices like Spotify took off. Uh, mm-hmm. A hot star. Mm-hmm. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, as there is a change in the consumer's context, right
0: correct, there correct.
1: are large plum opportunities for you know brands to uh, really make a, a good business opportunity out of it
0: okay wonderful so is convenience also the keyword that we can apply for today's trend in in this industry
1: so you know something which is very close to convenience in a way but it is still intriguing for me is uh, you know something uh, what they call hyper local marketing Right, right. local right. business, right? Now, what does hyper local mean? Hyper local means that the same services that were already available for you in a convenient manner, right? Mm-hmm. Can you localize them? So, if you are going to be ordering a uh, food from a Swiggy, which was quite convenient in the past, but mm-hmm. today you feel a little uncomfortable in terms of you know, no matter how many hands it might have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, suddenly, a foodie buddy becomes very relevant. Okay, right. right. Similarly, if were used to taking uh, classes uh, for your uh, children, which was say a little far flung. Today, you will say, can all of those services be provided to me within my own society? Similarly. So right. right you know you used to interact with certain categories only at retail like you know if you wanted to buy a new wardrobe you would have mm-hmm. had to go to a, a mall and you know step into a levi's or a nike showroom mm-hmm. and today mm-hmm. you have uh, pop-up stores coming up in societies where a pantaloon or lifestyle and nike are setting up shops inside your own society right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, convenience is definitely one thing it is also about uh, brands and categories adapting to changing reality and, you know, really going where the consumer is rather hmm. than being able to draw out the consumer because the consumer may not feel as comfortable about heading up.
0: Right. So this term that all of us uh, kind of, you know, heard very often and still keep uh, listening to it is the new normal, right? So kind of, do you think this new normal is going to kind of continue or when things shapes up back to normal, it's going to be, you know, the old older ways of how we did things earlier. So what do you think? Is it sustainable? whatever you're talking about right now, is this something which is going to be sustainable in the long term?
1: That's a very good question. And I think uh, you're right. I think the new normal is something that uh, a lot of us are sort of obsessed by, right? Especially yeah. the marketer. Yeah. 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 Now, when it comes to the new normal, right? My uh, basic way of decoding it, right? Is hmm. to say, uh, uh, as marketeers, can we differentiate between something which is a fad or a trend Right. Versus mm-hmm. something which is learned behavior. Okay. Okay. Now okay. my belief is if something is a fad or a trend, it will go away. Right. right. But if there's a new behavior that has been taught, it will get integrated. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, what do I mean by that? Now uh, I had uh, you know always enjoyed my meals and dishes out of home, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, okay. through uh, the time of COVID, I realized that I can get uh, chicken wings and tandoori chicken as good as inside a mall uh, in the comfort right. of my own delicious. Okay. Right, right. So, right. Uh, so you know, I may not now have uh, delicious as often, but it has now got added to my repertoire and it's not something that I'm going to do away with because it is something that I've learned that it is possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Similarly, if this time, if I said that, you know what, I uh, can add uh, 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 kilogs to my diet along with the paranthas on every other day and that kilogs might have been added because, you know, with no mates I do not want to do all the cooking myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But the uh, trials that has generated should definitely lead to a degree of conversion it should definitely lead to you know uh, an inclusion in one's diet if not a replacement yeah. Mm-hmm. Similarly, you know, you will have a very large number of users which have been uh, uh, added onto to uh, the digital medium for the first time, you know, the way right. an e-commerce is boomed, because you could not uh, go to a mall to order and Hence, you started doing it from uh, e-commerce, right? right. Now, right. the entire e-commerce wave may not last, right, to the same degree as we as we saw it, but you right. now have a very large number of users which are comfortable with it. Right, and if you provide them the right triggers, you know, the first barrier of you know learning how to try it has been overcome. Yeah, and I would say that the fad and the trends like uh, you know uh, vocal for local or uh, or uh, the hand wash regime, which kept getting drilled on onto us, I think some of those might go off. Learned behavior stay. And mm-hmm. I, I really hope that one of the behaviors that stays is for us to be a more uh, hygienic and a Swatch nation. I mean, you know, for the longest mm. time we've heard a Modi talking about uh, a Swatch Bharat Andolan, right? right? But right. it never really seemed to cross that mental threshold as right, to right. really need to change, Yeah. But right. now that people have realized the uh, importance of hygiene, I'm hoping at least some of that will stay and will make us into a you know, more hygienic society.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, just extending this thought of yours, uh, and since we are discussing about COVID-19, you know, the trend, so that is also impacted due to COVID-19. So now uh, hopefully we are getting out of that phase and we can maybe somewhere comfortably say that we are the post-COVID era right now. What is what else? Uh, something else about what's going to be the way forward for marketers, uh, especially in the in the area, you know, of brands which belongs to the FMCG uh, sector. So, is there anything else when it comes to new trends shaping up and getting stronger from here on?
1: So, you know, one of okay. the things which I found quite amazing is that uh, you know, COVID is not something that any of us could have forecasted or foretelled or absolutely. you know, really worked towards. Yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely not. Yeah.
1: But as we got into COVID in March, you know, one of the first thing that we did as an uh, company is that we reached out to our agency partners, right? right, and, right. Uh, and we really dove into their global decks to understand how does uh, consumer behavior shift in times of crisis, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the learnings that our agency's partners got us were, uh, you know, related to uh, tsunamis, earthquakes, and so on and so forth, right? Right, and when right. We- all of that, we realized that there are these four stages that a consumer goes through, right? There yeah. is a breach phase where you know where you are really hit by a crisis and you're really there's a lot of anxiety you're trying to figure out what's going on right 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 there's a phase in which you know the crisis actually hits you so you know move from breach into a crisis phase where you know you are really seeking a lot of information yeah right and still the resilience phase where you try to get used to it and almost try to start enjoying it yeah Mm, and then finally there is a renewal when you want to come back to normal right so uh, so you know this was something that I saw on a theoretical piece of paper on a slide in March but mm-hmm. over the last 9 months you know I've seen each of these phases pan out and as as a marketer it has just uh, made me a little more empathetic towards uh, what can happen in a kind of a crisis I've also seen uh, some of the lessons that you know uh, in a, I think one of the biggest lessons for me during this time of the crisis was you know don't stop talking and, mm-hmm. I, and I would say all those brands which really cut their media investments and really stopped interacting with the consumer right. were the ones who actually suffered, right? Correct. Versus correct. Who- who continued engaging with the consumer in a relevant manner right, right Continued right. To, to uh re, you know remain strong and they came back stronger similarly you know a uh, learning for me was how uh so many different categories pivoted during this time you know i was mm-hmm. really amazed to find uh how uh the five stars uh immediately mm-hmm. pivoted towards work from home packages where you know you could right. log into a and work there right, right uh, for correct. a sector which would have been as badly hit as hospitality how do you you know bring the resilience to survive during this time right correct, or correct. how uh you know when the shadi market uh got hit uh you had a shadi.com actually talking about google meets which is again interesting for me of saying that you know uh in a time of a crisis how correct. does the marketeer be able to take a step back and, you know, try to uh, decode what is consumer behavior going to be like, and there will always be learnings no matter how uncertain or how chaotic a situation might be. Mm-hmm. And if you then use your, you know, basic intelligence, you remain calm, you re- use the right learnings, you can at least do better than others. You may not be able to save all the business. So I think Correct. this for me has been some of the biggest learnings of the last nine months.
0: That's really wonderful insights, uh, Saurabh. Uh, So, okay, so let's come to the point of uh, emotions. So why I'm saying this right now is because we have gone through some series of emotions pre, post COVID era. So uh, now if I bring emotion in the context of, uh, you know, uh, advertising, marketing and in relation with FMCG brands, uh i think emotions have been very strongly used you know to communicate a brand's positioning communicates a brand messaging uh you know we are testimony to the fact that the kind of commercials that we witness you know for 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 a chocolate brand or let's i mean i admire the commercial that comes out of a fevicol brand you know a simple product like an adhesive you know the way they bring in the different flavors of emotions into it So what is this, uh, what I want to really understand from you, Saurabh, is that is, does this get a bit dramatic at times? You know, I mean, you can simply talk about the usability of a product and get it out in the market. Do you always want to get very heavy with emotions uh, for selling a chocolate brand, for example? You know, so what is, what is this whole role of so much of emotional content marketing that revolves around this industry per se?
1: It's a very good question uh, again, uh, Madhulika. And you know, uh, this has probably been one of the most controversial, uh, you know, areas uh, of uh, debate and discussion. You know, and uh, and uh, what I also uh, find it quite intriguing uh, in in how uh, uh, you know how you can't get away with uh, just saying anything. You know, uh, yes. unless have the credibility for it, you will see a serious pushback from the consumer, right? And mm-hmm. you've seen a lot of examples uh, in recent times where, you know, brands have sort of overstressed themselves, you know, and they have tried to talk about topics which seems uh, completely, uh, you know, um, something which that brand probably did not have the right to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, you know, an example that comes to our mind is where uh, when Gillette J- talked about talks toxic masculinity right it was not something which is received very well though the topic was relevant but you know a, a, a conversation or a consumer might say but you know what have you really done to you know have a point of view on this topic right, right, right. and then again for the longest time you had uh advertisers you know really in love with the concept of purpose-led marketing right right where everything was supposed to be about a, a larger purpose right and right. you found uh, a lot of brands sort of losing their way then you know where the purpose is then themselves tend to become irrelevant or purposeless. Right. Right, right. Now what I personally believe is that all brands and manufacturers should have a point of view. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the point of view should be rooted in the passion points of their consumers. Right. Mm -hmm. So because uh, finally uh, consumers seek authenticity and, and, you know, you should only talk about something that you authentically believe that you have a point of view on. Right. 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 Sometimes these triggers can be extremely powerful. And you know, one such example from my own life is when I was uh, handling the brand Cadbury Celebrations, right? Okay, and right. I was instrumental in the crafting of this campaign of, To is Diwali, khush Right. Okay, okay. Now, this was a gangbuster campaign for us. Uh, it okay. grew my brand from uh, 150 crores to 300 crores over a four year period. Right? Okay. Okay. And yeah. And the genesis of this brand was the fact that, you know, when I looked at the data, I realized that this brand is struggling to grow because, you know, awareness has already reached hundred percent. Everybody mm-hmm. has, you know, uh, knows about Cadbury celebrations and ever gifted that back. But mm-hmm. whenever... Ask the consumers, so why didn't you buy it this time, right? Mm -hmm. And their answer was, I just didn't think about it. And uh, how do you uh, make a brand so close to the consumer's heart that when he thinks about the festival, he thinks about you, right? Mm -hmm. And the way we solve that puzzle is by trying to uncover what is the meaning of Diwali. Right, right. right. To understand the spirit of Diwali, we actually went to large towns and small towns, and you know, I still get goosebumps when I think about my consumer interaction when I went to Bareilly, where mm-hmm. there was this uh, you know uh, house where the, the landlord would live on the on the ground floor and the tenant in the top floor. Right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. What the tenant told me is that uh, you know, my and my children, my tenant and my children, have been going to school together for the last eight years. Nobody okay. knows they are not brothers. And I realized that particular warmth is not there in the metros anymore I mean I don't know my neighbors I rarely mm-hmm. uh, interact with them right. but that sort of warmth is still there in the small towns and hence I, we said okay yeah. why don't we use Diwali to urge people to say that you know take a happiness break or you know go out there and genuinely give somebody something right mm-hmm. uh, and you know and that could be a meetup from categories so uh, mm-hmm. because we were able to trigger an emotion which was very genuine it was heartfelt and there was a genuine gap in the the minds of the consumer and in society, it actually made a brand very relevant. But, you know, we did this activation agnostic of business. You know, we did this very clearly with a business mandate to say that, you know what? I want to make my brand memorable. And when you decided to do that, you decided to trigger an emotion which is very relevant for you. So I think what my my, uh, point is that all of marketing has to start from a business ambition. Right. Mm-hmm. In uncovering the business ambition. Right. If you can do a kind of a marketing, which seems more meaningful and purposive, the consumer, mm-hmm. you know, gives you the rewards for it. Provided, uh, you know, provided you have a right to say this and you provided you come from a genuine insight that you believe mm. that your product can have a role in solving for.
0: Right, That's, that's interesting Sora. but tell me one thing. So when you're watching a television commercial, uh, you know, which has been linked with, with a human emotion, you know, it's for you to connect strongly with the brand, uh, when you watch it on a television frame, right. You, you're watching on a bigger screen. So, and you, you have a connect developed and you, you know, you might get a tear in your eye and you get emotional. I remember that Google campaign, right. Which is the television commercial of Google. So, Will the same impact happen if I'm watching this content or a commercial on a mobile screen? So today when everything is getting digital, right? So uh, does the medium make a difference? I mean, is is there a correlation between the messaging and the medium that is being used to communicate the messaging? Or it doesn't matter? I mean...
1: Yeah. We believe that, that it does matter and the uh, re- reason why it matters is that is that, you know, I try to uh, break, uh, you know, uh, the way we do our marketing into two buckets. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is advertising and then there is consumer engagement. Okay. Right. Now, both these words are often used interchangeably by marketers, right?
0: right but there's
1: right. a difference, a subtle difference between the two. Now, right, right. What is advertising? Advertising is when you are explicitly giving your consumer a reason to consider your brand.
0: Right. Okay? right. Yeah.
1: Now, when you are giving your consumer an explicit reason to consider your brand, mm-hmm. you typically tend to go for mediums which are uh, passive, okay, mm-hmm. but scale. So, if you look at TV, TV mm-hmm. is, a, is, a, is a medium where a consumer is sort of lying back on a sofa and he is seeing his series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when he absorbs those messages, he's relaxed. He's not really either. He's not really trying to participate in Right. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of scale impact. So, I believe that seeding of your propositions happen really well when you use passive but scale mediums like TV. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now. However, consumer engagement, consumer engagement typically comes in when you want to trigger an action, right? right so right. if you want to trigger a purchase right now, or if you want to trigger an interaction, because your task is a little more complicated than seeding a, a proposition where you want mm-hmm. to drive a behavior change, right? Mm-hmm. Where you want to get a person to engage with a property for a longer period of time yeah mm-hmm. now that's where more engaging mediums like uh uh you know a radio right mm-hmm. or uh you know or a facebook contest really comes in right, mm-hmm. right. Thing is, digital can be used for both a digital can be used for advertising when you use a pre-roll in a in a, a youtube ad so you know you have a youtube ad playing and then you have an ad which comes in front of it it might right. do the same job as a tv right mm-hmm. but digital is a little more effective when it comes to consumer engagement in things right. like you know where you comes in where you can uh, actually interact real time participate in a cookery contest and so on and so forth right okay. and right. Hence, uh, i think before we come to the choice of media it's very important for a marketer to decode what's his task what is the gene mm-hmm. that he's trying to deliver
0: mm-hmm. is this
1: change delivered through advertising which is seeding a proposition or through mm-hmm. consumer engagement or activation
0: okay. and then
1: when you decide your choice between uh, advertising versus consumer engagement at that point in time you need to decide what are the right medias to make you uh, do those tasks in the most effect- effective manner possible
0: okay okay interesting that's that's really interesting okay so sort tell me uh, what's your message to the fellow marketers would you like to say something to them
1: Yeah, why not? So, you know, one of the things uh, that, uh, you know, uh, sort of, um, you know, became a pet peeve of mine when we got into uh, COVID uh, as early as May, where there were were a lot of people talking about uh, VUCA world, you know, the fact Mm -hmm. that it's a VUCA world, uh, VUCA basically is a word which stands for, you know, volatility volatility in the, in in the, uh, in the atmosphere. Right. Okay. And, uh, you know, uh, a student asked me during that time that, you know, are strategies and propositions even relevant in when the world is so chaotic mm-hmm. and, uh, really, the, uh, the, the pushback that I had to him is that they are even more relevant when things are so volatile, because you cannot be a headless chicken, uh, during this time and say that the world is so volatile, so I won't have a strategy mm-hmm. versus, You have to, uh, you know, take a step back. You need to sort of, uh, you know, first calm yourself down, try to figure out what are the learnings and what is the data genuinely available out there. And believe you me, when you trust your agencies and partners, you'll realize that there's a lot of rich material that can come to your handy, uh, no matter what situation you are facing. Yeah. Right, right. Point in time, if we go back to the basics of marketing, which is to say that can we genuinely uh, uh, break consumer behavior into, you know, uh, what is she doing and what is she feeling, right? If you're able to decode mm-hmm. that and mm-hmm. how is it likely to pan out in the next few months you can actually you know make the best use of this time and actually make very effective marketing strategies and campaigns to really not just leverage this time but actually come out uh, you know ahead of, uh, as, uh, ahead of, of your competition so really yeah. you know the key message that i had is that you know uh, in VUCA times uh, it is even more important to have a marketing strategy and that is best developed you know in trust with your partners looking at data strat- strategizing war gaming and really building an action plan up ahead.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So I think as they say that, you know, in the times of crisis, you know, you can actually come out better than what you were earlier. You know, it brings out the best in you sometimes. And I think this is the the learning that we have, you know, which we will kind of carry on from here. So I think wonderful sort of some uh, amazing insights and, uh, you know, some, some real good information that I'm sure will be handy for all marketers around. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm very glad that, you know, I had a meaningful conversation with you around the topic of marketing, and now I can confidently say that marketing does matter. <laughs> so thank you so much once again.
1: Thank you, Madhulika. It's an absolute pleasure uh, being on this show. Uh, it is absolutely lovely talking to you, and uh, I'm glad we had a really engaging conversation. I'm sure you know you uh, got as much out of it as I did as well. So thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode. Do comment your thoughts or DM us on Instagram at epilogue media. Do rate us on Apple Podcast, and subscribe to Brewing Talks on epilogue media website or your favorite podcast app like Gio7, Ghana, Spotify, Apple Podcast, so that you get notified when we come next. Stay subscribed. I shall catch up with you in the next episode. Till then, stay creative, stay safe, and take care.